0: again to another edition of the green beige fantasy spot as always that is AJ he is the green I am Ken I am the beige and this is the fantasy spot where as we have been saying since we started back last week we are helping to get you ready for this fantasy season AJ how's it going my brother
1: oh well all well on these ends sir No complaints thus far. What about yourself?
0: Uh, Not too bad. The the weather over here in Colorado has been pretty decent. It's been warm during the day and it's getting cool at night. And I am not complaining about that in the slightest.
1: I could imagine.
0: Yeah, boy. I mean, what we normally have every day now is that it is hot and bright and beautiful during the morning. And then in the afternoon time, it sets up really dark. Like like if the rain is going to fall Can't figure it out, and then if the rain falls, it falls. If it doesn't fall, you give it a couple hours, and then everything clears back up again. So, that's Colorado for you. That's Colorado weather.
1: It's sound a bit like Dallas, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, you guys. I saw that you had some some issues with some flooding recently there was some storms or something that passed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that was, was it last week? Yeah. I think it was last week, but um yeah, there were certain areas, like areas relatively close to me, but not exactly my area. Like I wasn't affected like on my way to or from work, but I know one of my coworkers, like he saw a, a bit, a, quite a bit of flooding in his area. Mm-hmm. There was some, some drivers who were thinking that, their cars were a bit more than it actually was and, you know, got stuck in some un- uncompromising positions, but um, hopefully I, I, I didn't hear about any major deaths, so I'm I, hoping that everyone made it out alive and well enough. Their, car, their cars may be another issue, but, you know, as, as yeah. long as they were safe.
0: It's true. That's something, you know, for the insurance companies to have to figure out. Facts. Yep. Yeah. So, like the, like the bad weather, mm-hmm. you know, When we're looking ahead to this fantasy season, there's some teams that right now their outlook is pretty bleak. (laughs) There's some teams that we really don't expect them to be in the conversation for any kind of dance, especially the big dance, which is the Super Mm. Bowl. But, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever you have um, good teams, bad teams, shout out to Justin, glad to have you with us tonight. There are always going to be players... On these teams that could actually give you some value even though their team is less than so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight where we're going to help you guys pick value players that are on bad teams because everybody knows like the Rams you expect Cooper Cup to give you a lot of points you would expect on the, the Chiefs you will get the Patrick Mahomes and Whoever wide receiver you decide to pick because all of them probably would be good. Travis Kelsey is definitely going to give you some points and, you know, unless mm-hmm. he gets hurt. So we're going to look at some of the teams that are expected to probably be at the top of the draft again this coming season. And we're going to start, AJ. Well, you know, I don't consider much value in my division unless it's in my team. So I turn it over to you to tell us about the Atlanta Falcons. Who on the Falcons can we consider to be a value proposition?
1: Well, I mentioned his name last week. Um, I like I mentioned it twice because I mentioned it in the fantasy spot and just talking about him in my hot take. I think he's going to have a big year even though he doesn't have as good a quarterback. Well, you know where I'm going with this. I'm talking about Kyle Pitts down in the ATL. The, the 2023 tight end one, yeah. Next year he'll be the tight end one in fantasy. um He still finished 2021 in fantasy football as a tight end five, and this is in an inept Atlanta offense. And I think he still could be in for a big year. Granted, let's like let me repeat the same thing I did. He had a thousand receiving yards in, in in his rookie season, right? And you're not going to find an abundance of quality at a tight end position anymore, like. We know that every year people are usually scrapping for the same names, but trust me, add Kyle Pitts to your team. He is about to blow up still. His, uh, uh, given the fact that he, yes, he does not have Matt Ryan anymore, whichever signal caller he's going to have under center this season is going to be in a, a kind of like a prove it year. And in that division, proving themselves means that they will have to sting that rock. Kyle Pitts is going to be. The number one option in that Atlanta offense. I know they just drafted Drake London and whatnot, but Kyle Pitts, he, his overall skill set is enough to 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 just warrant being like a, a I'd say like a second round, even if, if you're drafting that highly pick. You could draft him ahead of some wide receivers, to be very honest.
0: Okay, so Pitts is, I guess, the, the number one
1: option. But is there anyone else that
0: we can think about from Atlanta?
1: No. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean a couple of years ago, I'd have told you Cordero Patterson. But I think some of the names they've, that they've brought in, what um, a name! There's a name that's eluding me right now that they brought in at running back, and who seems like he's going to be the number one when the season begins. Oh, I, right. They brought in Damian Williams, and according to all reports, Damian Williams has been very good in the preseason um, going into the, the regular season, and he could be the number one running back. I still don't know how much I trust anyone, anyone in, in that running back committee in Atlanta. Listen, I don't trust anyone in that offense. I, I would have given a shot to Matt Ryan was he still there, but at this point, it is solely Cal Pitts that I believe from that offense. Anyone else is going to have to prove it to me before I put their name in this segment.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, I thought you would have gone with Cardinal Patterson because he has been useful for the Falcons. They've employed him both as a returner, well, as a runner and a receiver, and he's also done some returning duties for them as well. But last year, outside of Kelpitz, he was the only other bright spark that they had. So I would anticipate that he would still give them something maybe, but I'm not going to pick him.
1: That's (laughs) for sure. I, I feel like quarter Patterson this year is, is as high as a flex option and nothing more. Okay. And since I didn't want to get into the range of flex, that's why I left him out. But in, we're talking about like the higher end
0: mm-hmm. that you,
1: you can look at for each position. Yeah, I don't care that number the flexes right now.
0: <laughs> okay, no problem. So after we leave the ATL, we go over to the Big Apple and this is my turn now to talk to you guys about the jets now to be honest when you look at the jets depth chart, fantasy wise it really doesn't make for like it doesn't instill you with a lot of confidence Zach wilson is going into his second year but the the biggest story well the two biggest stories about Zach wilson only one of them is football related and it wasn't a good one he got injured he injured his his knee in the preseason and then the other story was that apparently he slept with one of his mother's friends so when you are the quarterback and you're making those kind of headlines that doesn't exactly bode well especially if you're not able to rewrite the headlines on the field so I can't tell you to go picks out Wilson he will probably have to stay on the waiver wire until he shows that he has taken that big step forward in year two but if there's someone that you can probably think about is a rookie the rookie running back Brees Hall Brees Hall has been pretty strong during um, the times that he's been on the field during the preseason Now, this doesn't mean to look at the last game because he only had 13 yards and five attempts but the fact is he only had five attempts they're keeping him out there you know they're wrapping him in cotton wool to make sure that he is healthy when the season starts. Now Hall when he was selected in this draft he was a three down back when he was playing at Iowa State and in this last in the last two seasons he had three thousand forty four yards and forty one touchdowns on five hundred and thirty two carries. So Especially before the team, you know, gets done because chances are they will get done in a lot of these games. He should be able to give you some sort of value as a as a runner, and he is pretty quick. Four point three nine was his his forty yard dash time. So the expectation is that he is going to be V guy in the backfield for the Jets. So. He would be somebody that I would consider as maybe like an RB2, maybe. He he can give you that kind of volume. I'm a little weary of the pass catchers. Um, Elijah Moore, he had an okay first season. Corey Davis, he was nicked up. There's nobody else worthy of consideration, as far as I can tell at this point. And then if Zach Wilson is out, you're looking at Joe Flacco, who is still a decent pro, but Joe Flacco was never elite. And at this point in time, you probably want to find an elite quarterback at least for your quarterback one and two. And then maybe he could be somebody that you take a flare on if you have one of these early bye weeks for your quarterback. Alright, so that's the Jets. So AJ sending you back down in the South again. And that is with the Carolina Panthers. There has to be somebody <laughs> worth picking up down there. Come
1: on. Yeah, I'm actually going to give you two names. So first of all, let me start at the wide receiver position. I'm going to say DJ Moore. Um, Last year in fantasy, this is obviously in standard scoring. DJ Moore was actually the um, number 18 best wide receiver. Yeah, wide receiver 18 uh, in terms of total points. His average wasn't the best. In 17 games, he was averaging 8.5. And granted, like I said, this is standard scoring. This isn't a PPR league or anything um but to put that into context he finished above some other pretty good receivers who we would say had really good years, um despite everything even Jalen Waddle Amon am St. Brown in Detroit who's another name we might mention Terry McLaurin even this is in terms of overall points right and this was playing with Sam Donald Sam Donald is no good like I'm not saying Baker is is the second coming of of Jake Deloma or anything like that however He is better than Sam Donald. He's going to have a better year. He's going to make his offense better. And the fact that they are going to bring in another name that I'm about to mention, I think it puts DJ more in line for a better year offensively. Like I said, last year he was number 18. He had 104, 44, sorry, 0.5 points overall. I can see him topping that this season based on how the offense is going to look. And part of the reason why I think the offense will be better is because of this other guy, Christian McCaffrey, yes. I didn't want to say it. I did not want to say it. Christian McCaffrey has been my guy since he's been drafted into this league. I've had him every single year that uh, from rookie year until last season. It's hard for me to say this next part, but uh, listen, he's, go- he's actually going into fantasy rated as a number one running back. And I'm skeptical of this because, obviously, because of his injuries, But I've seen this play out in the past with David Johnson, and I've been burned by David Johnson. Y'all remember David Johnson? Yeah, been burned by him in the past. Yeah, been burned by him in the past. Now, personally, I'm going to pass Christian McCaffrey up as a first-round pick. But depending on my draft position in any particular draft and where he actually um, falls or, like, whatever picks I get, how the draft is going, you know, like, momentum and everything, I still would pick him up as a late second if he falls um, down there. Uh, We know what he can offer in both the running game and as a receiver, catching out of the back or on on short screens. Um, Look, McCaffrey's the truth, once he is fit, I I don't like to call injuries, so I'm going to say, you know what, this is his bounce-back season. With him in the offense, it opens up a lot more for Carolina's offense to be better. Not good enough to challenge for any division, but they'll be good enough to give you some points in your fantasy. Christian McCaffrey, I would say, is going to be a wide, uh, not wide receiver, running back one. DJ Moore is in, in, is in the category of about, I'd say, wide receiver two. Just, just yeah, low wide receiver two, maybe just boarding right above flex, but good enough to be a wide receiver two.
0: So, you didn't know, we, we say that we don't call injuries on players, right? That is not what we do here. We, we root for everybody. We want everybody to be successful. But I think that when it comes to certain players, we have to be fair to them based on what they have shown. And Christian McCaffrey, he has consistently shown us that he can't be trusted, though. He cannot be trusted.
1: I, I understand what you're saying, but I'm not the person that put him as a running back one going into this year's fantasy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who That's why I mentioned David Johnson because the last time I drafted David Johnson, he was RB1. Like in the he was actually like the number one player in the entire fantasy going into that season. Injured year. I fell for the I fell for the draft. I drafted him, I think in I had like the first or second overall pick, drafted him. Did not work out. And I'm talking (laughs) about, obviously, when he was in Arizona. This wasn't even in Houston. I'm just saying, I feel like this is the last year for McCaffrey. I'm not... Again, I did mention, I said very truthfully what I would do. I don't think I would draft McCaffrey in the first round. But based on how the momentum of your draft is, I think he's still worth a flyer in the second.
0: I am not falling for the okey-doke. I did that once. I did that once with Christian McCaffrey. I decided that I was going to take him over Alvin Kamara. And that was the worst mistake I could have made that year. Never again. If I'm going to pick up Christian McCaffrey, it is not going to be in the second round. I can guarantee you that. So that means I'm probably not going to get him because someone else. Someone, will. someone will. Yeah, someone's going to fall for the okey-doke and they're going to pick him up. But that will not be this guy. <laughs> All right. So that was Carolina. I'm going over now to Jacksonville, Uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a situation that's really, really hard to read because they have a new head coach who actually is a coach who can actually coach this team and probably get them to improve. I'm talking about Doug Peterson, you know, the super bowl winning head coach that beat the New England Patriots with a with a Philly special. So yeah, I just sorry, I just had a stick that Yeah, way. clearly. <laughs> so um looking at the, the Jaguars, now they have a quarterback that was heralded coming out of college as to be the can't miss prospect of maybe the next decade. That's Trevor Lawrence. He didn't show it in the first season The offensive line was not very good. And his head coach uh, did not put him in the best positions to succeed. Let's just put it that way. He's heading into year two. He projects to be better, but he also projects to be one of the leaders in the league in turnovers in interceptions. So make of that what you will. He is one of those draft at your own risk kind of people. They're running back situation, Travis Etienne, he is finally healthy. But James Robinson, who was their back that served them so well for the last couple of years, he is currently carrying a knock heading into this opening week. He had a ruptured Achilles last season and he said that his goal is to be ready for week one. But if he's saying that his goal is to be ready, that probably means that he's still not quite ready yet. So. Again, make of that what you will. If you're going to pick up somebody from this team, I believe that Etienne probably is your guy. Because if he is fit, if he is healthy, especially if James Robinson is bringing an injury into the start of this season, that means that Etienne is going to get a lot more work. And you know, the reason that he was picked at the time that he was picked was because he was supposed to have that familiarity with his quarterback Trevor Lawrence so as a result if there is somebody that you need maybe to come in and give you some maybe rb2 production because i'm pretty sure he's the offense in jacksonville is not going to be able to put up the kind of numbers that would support an rb1 qb1 or wide receiver one but maybe end, being the dual threat running back, coming out of the backfield, he can give you some some kind of production there to help you get set and get started. All right, AJ, so now it's your turn again. We're going back to the Big Apple, the team that I know you don't have much affinity for, but maybe you can find somebody in there to talk about the New York Giants.
1: So y'all, Ken stuck me with the Giants, right? <laughs> I know that was corporate squirt. We, we, were, we were deliberating and, and delegating who would do which teams. Ken stuck me with a giant. So I was like, look at this. Look at this guy. But in any you, case... You huh? had
0: the chance to send it back. You could have told me not then.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, it's all right, you know. I, I know how to play my part. I'm a good team player. I'm a good team <laughs> player. I know how to play my part. Look, I try, honestly tried to look up and down this list to find names. And honestly, only one sticks out to me, and you, Ken, you're going to have the same reaction that you just had. Because the only name I can find is Saquon Barkley. And again, the, the difference is here, though, I'm not putting Saquon Barkley in, and I don't even think he's ranked as RB1 territory. I think at this point, it's more RB2. And that's where I have him. I, I, he is not someone I'm looking to draft in either of my first two rounds. I, I, I'm pretty sure there are going to be people in the drafts who will still buy in because according to all reports he looks healthy he looks like he's back to being his best and we know without a shadow of a doubt there is no one better in the giants offense than him not even the quarterback so he is he, he is going to be a part of this offense once fit last year when he was fit he was showing signs that he was a top 10 running back in fantasy that is so this year with the assumption that he is back to full fitness which is what we've been hearing you can with a certain degree Certain measure of level, level-headed consciousness draft Saquon Barkley to your team. Do not expect him to be an RB one. I don't think I would. So I'm just being very transparent here. But I think this could be the year that he could supplement your team. He probably won't win you fantasy, but he could be a he can be a very good supplement in addition to a very good team and help. He can help you out. As the only guy, he's the only person, I don't trust any of those wide receivers. And I for dang sure do not trust the quarterback. <laughs>
0: okay. Understood, sir. But I will, not, I will not rebut on that. I will not ask any questions. We will just move on from the Giants. <laughs> and the last team that we are going to look at tonight is the Houston Texans. Now, the funny thing about the Texans is the team stinks. Or it stunk last year. But even though the team stunk last year, they still had one player that was actually serviceable. I won't say he was very good. He was good. He was serviceable for his fantasy owners, and that's Brandon Cooks. And this is Brandon Cooks playing with Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills was a rookie last year. Mm -hmm. So, Davis Mills. You were not expecting him to set the world on, on fire. He had two thousand six hundred and sixty-four yards last season, but somehow, with him only throwing for twenty-six hundred yards, Brandon Cutts had a thousand of those. So, wow. Yeah, I know some people are a little skeptical where Brandon Cutts is concerned because you know he has a, a penchant for picking up concussions. But at the same time, when he's on the field, there is nothing that you can say other than he gives you production. He was tied for 15th in receptions, and the 1,037 yards was 22nd in the league. So that's WR2 numbers for sure. And if you're in PPR, that's borderline wide receiver one with those 90 receptions. So, Cooks is one person that I definitely would want to highlight. And then the other person is another rookie runner, and that is Damien Pierce. Damien Pierce, in his six rushing attempts against the 49ers in the last preseason game, I mean, it is preseason, so we're not putting too much stock in that. However, he averaged 6.2 yards a carry and had a touchdown in the game. This is a man who was drafted and expected to be a backup and that uh, Marlon Mack was going to be the feature back in Texas. For the Texans, sorry. And the Texans cut Marlon Mack. He was a he was one of the cut candidates that fell by the wayside in the cut down day yesterday. Who as of this taping, as far as I can tell, is still a free agent right now. So the team is very high on Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, in the first game, 49 yards, was rested for the second game, and then he had his 6.2 yards per rush in this game just passed. So I don't think that you could do badly if you pick up Damian Pierce. Again, another RB two consideration, but I'm I'm liking what I saw from Brandon Cooks last year. All he does is put up thousand yard seasons, so he is definitely somebody to consider.
1: I um, yeah, I actually like that, like that mention because I, I that was something I was reading as well. That the fact that he seems to be the clear cut favorite. Uh, uh as as a running back one down in houston um to the point you mentioned that they even cut marlon mack who was a hero in in indy just a few short years ago my oh my how the, how the mighty have fallen
0: that is so tragic
1: it is it is a couple injuries and guy almost done a feel for him but mm-hmm. that's the way the cookie crumbles right i we didn't have this team on the list but i just mentioned his name so i want to mention him again I don't have – I didn't write anything for this guy. I don't have any information, but Amon Ra St. Brown of Detroit, of the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, he has a, an amazing um, rapport on the field with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is going to be in a better position to, to lead his offense this season. I think Amon Ra, I, I, like I said, I don't have any numbers. But I'm, I can't remember offhand. I didn't have time to look him up. But he was – he was actually purring coming on to the end of last season, if I remember very correctly. Uh, purring, yeah. Like that. yeah, 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 yeah. The man was sounding like a well-tuned, uh, like a well-tuned engine. He was purring. Yeah, I, and obviously the Lions reference. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I expect him to be uh, giving a, a lot of value in that offense. As like I said, I don't think that the Lions will be the worst team in the NFL this year. I think that will go to from me. My prediction is that will go to. Their division mates, the Chicago Bears, and I leave it right there because I have no one from the Bears to mention. Okay, that's it.
0: No problem. Well, I mean, of course, there is also T.J. Hawkinson, who is the mainstay of the Detroit Lions as well.
1: He's my guy as well, but I I, I, I need to see a bit more. For I feel like he was supposed to be the linchpin of that offense, but it's it's become a Run.
0: Okay. No problem. So, guys, that brings us to the end of the fantasy spot. This weekend, we are drafting. We are going to be drafting on Sunday for the Green Bay Fantasy League. It's a 12-team league this year. That's going to be exciting. It's also going to be head-scratching because when we have got 12 teams, it can get a little dicey sometimes looking like, for, for players to pick up. But we'll be letting you guys know the results of the draft and how the matchups are looking for the week ahead, as well as helping you set your lineups coming up next week. So, as always, that is AJ, he is the Green, I am Ken, I am the beige. and we shall see you guys next time.